Welcome to the top 5 of death, where we kill our friends and talk about butts, 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 butts. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the top 5 of death. Hey, guess what? I'm here with Fro. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Top for Death. My name is Fro, as you can tell. I'm here with BWK. Hey, fuck the fans! Spoiler alert, because DJ's here as well. Hello, welcome to the Top 5 of Death. I'm your host, DJ. I'm here with Jeff. We're all here. And I'm here with myself. My name is Matt. I am uh, the person who came up with the idea of the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Top 5 of Death. I'm here with Fro. Oh, yeah, baby. And joining us as advertised is special guest Dennis. Uh, are you the or a co-creator of? I am the co-creator. Co-creator of Smack Talk Showdown, a wrestling party game that we all have thoroughly enjoyed. Well, I'm going to say that he is the creator. He is the penultimate. <laughs> I mean, I've never. I'm the very public creator. <laughs> yeah, you're the face. I, I, I am. I am. I guess if you want to call it that, I, I guess in some terms, I am the face of Smack Talk Showdown because uh, my other two partners, who Matt and Danny, who we co-created the game together, uh, they like me. They were just like, we're gonna shove you out. You talk. You're the Billy Mays of uh, Smack Talk Showdown. Oh, that's. <laughs> it's actually. I'm. I'm kind. I kind of like that, and at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> really. But, I, lo- all right. I love Billy Mays. It's just depressing because you know where you're going to end up. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. <laughs> well, aren't we all? Well, it was nice knowing everybody. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? He's a uh, Fro loves him. Fro loves you. Love Billy Mays. He does love Billy Mays. Oh. Um, so before, I mean, so this episode we're doing top five WrestleMania moments. And we're also going to talk about uh, an expansion that's uh, uh, being kickstarted as we speak. Uh, what's the name of the expansion? The name of the expansion is... I'm going to try and do this in my best Vince voice. Lude Attitude. <laughs> Lude Attitude. There you go. A-D-D-I-T-U-D-E. Little, we got a little punny on you. Oh, look at that. But that's all right. You know what? When people ask me, they go, hey, man, who's your, who's your favorite rapper of all time? I say, big pun. Hey. Oh, I wish I had my soundboard in my hand, but I don't. I will though. Fucked up. When Fro starts talking, I'll I'll pull it up. I should have been called Captain Lude Attitude. <laughs> Captain you know, Lude. Cap- Captain, you know, a little bit. And it just comes with uh with uh rubber bands a rubber hanging band? off of it. Which I still haven't figured out how that How he does that? No. <laughs> I don't know either. I think it was just skin tags on his cheek. Yeah, but oh. still how he got the rubber band through the skin tag still kind of fucking. I don't know I mind. don't know. It's so weird. It is. Uh Fro, could you give us that Captain Lude thing one more time? Yeah. Yeah, you, you guys should have called it the Captain Lude attitude. That's right. I'm I'm I'll be the heel. <laughs> That's right. I'm that heel that everybody loves. I'm yeah, the Kevin who, Owens of the group. Who doesn't love a heel? <laughs> you, you got anything else for me? Uh, nope. The app crashed. So there well, we go. Hey, great. <laughs> I too. It was Fro was too good for it. Hey, it there we go. The app. Everybody's starting to pick up on me now. That's right. Uh, but so starting we're here to, to get uh, over. Dennis is here to promote that. We're going to talk wrestling. We're also going to uh, talk about. You're uh, going to have him update us as to what has happened since he was here last, and we he was kickstarting the the original base of the game, and now the game has been successfully kickstarted, and uh, it is now available, and an expansion is happening. So things are going uh, absolutely. Uh, what's the word I want to use, bro? Swimmingly. Swimmingly. No, you don't want to use that word, but I just. <laughs> it just came to my mind. Uh, it's, it's going glorious. Glorious. Gloriously. Very nice and on brand. And we'll hear more about that. But first, I won the happy birthday episodes. And the bad birthday. Well, it was a combo of the both. Right. Yeah. Cumulatively. It was a cumulative won. thing because we were going to PAX 
East. And if you want to hear about me, Fro, and Matt, uh, Better Matt's experience at PAX, listen to the upcoming episode of This Rules This Sucks, uh, where we review uh, our, our PAX weekend. But because we were there, we recorded an episode ahead of time, which was... Um, um, Actually, I'll ask you, Dennis. So we did uh, two episodes. We did top five things that we liked about our birthdays and the top five things that we hated about our birthdays. So what is one thing that you liked and one thing that you don't like about your birthday? I, I, I love gifts, especially when I was a kid. But oh, I mean, yeah. like, who doesn't like getting free shit? Right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you're a sucker if you don't. Yeah. Um, I would say that the one thing that sucks about my birthday, although I've gotten over it as I've gotten older, is I don't do well with attention on me. Yeah, that was one of the running themes. People don't like the attention. Yeah, it's just like I used to – there were times – I think my like my 30th birthday, I was like, no, I'm not celebrating. Yeah. And I just stayed at home because I was like, I don't, I don't actually want that much attention on me. I wish I could just go – hang out with my friends at a bar and no one would give a shit. No one says happy birthday to you. Right. It's just like, hey, we're going to all hang out and, and drink and have a good time. But then, then you're like, man, nobody said happy birthday to me later on. That's true. Possibly. And you're like, man, that's kind of depressing. But you know what? But but I have to get I have to give it up. My 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 girlfriend uh, this past year for my birthday, she actually like arranged a dinner at a really nice spot with a Ooh. bunch of my friends. Oh. And I didn't know at all. Hey, surprise party! And so it was a surprise, and which I don't normally do. And it was actually very nice, super pleasant. She made me a cake that looked like a super big pizza, <laughs> which was awesome. That's great. So. I actually really had a fantastic birthday this year. I kind of gotten over the whole like I don't want attention on me thing. I'm like, all right, listen, like you have for your dinner, moments. I can deal with it. You have your moments. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want it. Sometimes you do. Hell yeah. So yeah, those those were some uh, things that were mentioned on the show as well. Um, I don't think they're too out there. I think a lot of people agree with uh, what you said. Hey, I just want to put it out there real quick though. Sure. To be fair, me and you were tied for the uh, things you like about your birthday. No, I think you beat me by one. Hey. Even better, woo! But then I destroyed you on things we don't like. Oh, I got fucked up on that one. Yeah, you all got <laughs> fucked up. And also, uh, if you if this is your first time listening to the episode, uh, find Make Fun Network. Uh, actually, go to makefun.network. Uh, put that in your browser. It'll take you right to the Make Fun Network group on Facebook. Join in there, and you get access to... Uh, you, you participate in the voting. You can also follow Top 5 of Death on Facebook and all that stuff. Um, but Make Fun Network is where you want to be. Uh, also, if it's the first time you're listening, I'm actually the smartest person on the show. Yeah, you'll find out that's true as we go on. <laughs> uh, so per the gimmick of the show, I won, so I had to deal out some deaths. A gimmick, huh? I, I, I guess it's a gimmick. So you about to cut a promo? No, I'm going to read you a death. Kind of a promo. Sure. Uh, so I beat Better Matt and I beat uh, Smart Fro. Yes. Like uh, so one. I'll kill Matt first. So this is my death for Matt. Do me a favor. Work in a dentist's death, though. Uh, sure, I'll I'll add one at the end. I'll just I'll kill him. At <laughs> Fabulous. Some point. He won't want to be in your death. Believe okay. me. Oh, okay. it won't be good for his PR. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll get to that in a second. So killing better Matt. Uh, Matt woke up, and the first thing that happened was he stubbed his toe. Set up a ham sandwich. Matt cried out. Hmm. He looked to his toe and noticed a small cut. Oh well, Matt thought and went on with his day. Uh, he got ready. Uh, what? I wrote this terrible. I'm a bad typer. Wow. I'm a bad that's typer. That's why you should improv. I should. That's why I do improv because I can't write. <laughs> uh, he went. He went on with his day. Uh, he got ready and then went to the roof of his building like he did every day. Walked up to the edge and thought about jumping. I know I'm Superman. I just know it. He did not jump. This is just a daily affirmation. When he got to work, he opened the door and a loud cacophony of surprise. 
uh, was yelled. Matt was surprised. He looked around the office and saw his picture everywhere. People were cosplaying as him. His boss even had a special cake made for him. It was in the shape of Superman's S. It means hope, his boss said as he presented Matt with his cake. (laughs) Matt's toe started to throb. Oh, shit, it's my birthday, isn't it? Of course it was. Just then his phone rang. It was the guy... It was the guy who has the same birthday as him but never remembered. Happy birthday, Super Matt, the voice on the other end said. Matt's toes felt like they were engulfed in flames. How could I not prepare for this? Suddenly, the world started to go dark in Matt's eyes. The pain from his toe was so intense it was draining the life from his body. Matt collapsed, died from the pain right there. The crowd was shocked and confused. The coroner later revealed he had died from an overdose of pain stemmed from his stub toe. If it was any other day, this would have been nothing, said the coroner. But on one's birthday, everything bad feels worse. <laughs> that was one of Matt's things. Nice. Uh, everything that's bad, bad on birthday feels worse. worse. Yeah, that's true. On to Fro. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. After Fro dove deeper into his own mysterious past, he found out his real family were pretty much all dead. There was one last member of the family that was still alive. An elderly man... An elderly man by the name of Jasper Joe Jasper. Hmm. Fro went to meet old Jasper Joe Jasper to learn about his true family. They were a bunch of incest-loving swingers, Jasper told Fro. Jasper Joe Jasper then pulled his dink out from his diaper. (laughs) Honor the family and slurp on this gray clam. It was gray. It was clam-like. Fro knew this was his true family. (laughs) No, protested Fro. Old fat fro would put anything in his mouth, but new skinny fro is not fun and a prude to boot. Fro ran out of the house, never looking back. A month later, it was Fro's birthday. He received a letter notifying him that the last true blood relative had passed. Although he was an attractive freak, I should go pay respects. Fro went to the grave site only to discover it was a family plot. Dozens of gravestones enclosed the area, all dead relatives. Sorry I never got to know any of you. I will try my best to honor the Joe Jasper name. I wish you were all alive, because today is my birthday, and I would get all those presents. Just then, something grabbed Fro by the ankle. It was a zombie hand! Then another hand grabbed him, and another and another. Fro could not escape. As he was pulled toward the ground, uh, he could hear a mumbled, Happy birthday! (laughs) People he knew, people he never knew, were reaching out. Of their graves to wish Fro a happy birthday. Fro was doomed. He was being pulled into the earth. Right before he was fully consumed by the hands of his dead relatives, Fro went, Fro went to let out one last blood-curdling scream. But as soon as his mouth opened, it was stuffed with a rigamortis stiff gray clam dink of Jasper Joe Jasper. <laughs> Fro didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for leaving me out of that one. <laughs> uh, and then Dennis died from, uh, he suffocated from mass amounts of uh, money that he got from the success of his games. That's so pleasant. Not bad. (laughs) Scrooge McDuck way to go. Uh, He also died uh, the same way Billy Mays died. He died twice. Nice. There you go. And that's how he died. Yay. (laughs) So I got a dick in my mouth? Uh, The dink of your only true relative, Jasper Joe Jasper. Jasper Joe, it's gray and clam-like. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just like Fro's dink. That's how you know... He's really related to you. Yeah, no, I picked that up. I just want to make sure that you got that. <laughs> yeah, no, I got that. Are you sure? No, I did. It's what hereditary. Are you upset that your whole family was dead? No. Are you upset that you are truly an incest-loving <laughs> swinger freak? 
Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, I, I, got a, so. I got a hot sister, so. Jesus Christ. That's not true. I take <laughs> nope. that back. Don't nope. I'm, I'm editing. That's going right into the intro. Uh, wow. I got a hot sister. <laughs> oh, boy. The that, fans that love was, that. That was for the show, everybody, just so everybody knows. <laughs> oh, man. I can't She's wait banging, to... though. All right. Are you banging? That's <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's the concern of the state is, are you banging? All right. I didn't know you knew all my secrets that I loved incest, but... I guess so. I've seen your browser history. Moving on to Dennis. <laughs> uh, what would my browser history be? Great transition. Uh, a lot of incest porn, from. Yeah. That is not weird, though, because they're not my family. Sure. Dennis, so yes. Smack Talk Showdown. Yes. So last time you were here, uh, it was just being kickstarted. Yep. And we were, that's what you were promoting the Kickstarter. We discovered... Uh, we cross paths at PAX last year. Correct. And then we set the whole thing in motion. We, Fro and I love the game. We wanted to support it. Um, so we had you on the show, and we were talking about the Kickstarter and all that stuff. So what has happened since then? So the, the Kickstarter was ultimately successful. We raised a little more than we had actually intended to raise, which was super. We hit our first uh, stretch goal, which was just 50 additional cards to the game, which now brings the game to 550 cards Hot total. Dog. How many and repeats are in it? They're all unique. You know what? They're we're, all they're. I think they're they're pretty much all unique. I think we ended up with one repeat on a name card, and it was by accident. <laughs> it was like we decide we had more than we needed, yeah, and we took one out, and instead of actually taking it out, we ended up making two of the same one. And like, I we honestly didn't even realize that till last month. That's crazy. Like though. we were going through a deck, and I was like, "Why are there two of the same name?" And then I was, and then I t- I texted a. Uh, my partners and I was like, "Can everyone check their 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 decks to see if that's the same?" And they're like, "It is." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I mean, we didn't. No one got gypped a card because I hate that word. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why? Because it, it's offensive to the gypsies. It is weirdly like <laughs> I, in my head, I never made that connotation before. I literally always thought it was J I P P E D, and it was just had nothing to do with it. Right? It was just like gypped. Right. And then someone explained to me, they're like. No, actually, that's a reference to gypsies. And I was like, wait, what? Really? Uh, so, oh, well, they whatever. don't exist. Whatever. But the point They're is... They're probably listening to the show on a stolen iPod. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, gypsies. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's so many people who are like, I don't want to be called a gypsy. And then there's like gypsy television shows all over the place. Like my gypsy wedding or whatever. Right. Well, this is for Gypsy Joe, though. So it's fine. Yeah, gypsy Joe. Okay. So anyways, uh, nobody got screwed out of any cards because we it was, it was a double of something that we were going to take away anyways because we had extras. So oh, there you go. Still pretty good. Uh, actually, before we get into this, I realized um, probably it'd be good practice. What is Smack Talk? Oh, Showdown? yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> all right. So, so Smack Talk Showdown is the Smack Talking party card game. Uh, you pretend to be a professional wrestler, and you get to Smack Talk your friends and your family while pretending to be a professional wrestler. Hell, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and, and it is, and it's super cool. And then we give you these... Uh, we give you a name, and we give you a, 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 a place venue. where, you, a, yeah, a place where you are, and what you're fighting about, a situation, and then we hit you with these smack cards while you're talking your smack, and they basically change what you're doing. They alter right. your gimmick, right? Yeah. Well, some of them alter your gimmick, so sometimes it's like, oh, now you're a plumber, talk about plumbing, or now you're a cowboy, speak in a like a southern, western accent. Yeah, yeah. sure will. There you go. Prospector. I, uh, but some of them are like audience chants. Some of them are like, you have to, like, physical, you have to, like, get nose to nose with your opponent, or you have oh to start God. doing jumping jacks. <laughs> um, yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stuff in there. 
Uh, and so if a smack card gets played on you, you have to kind of like find a way to work it into the smack talk. And then the audience, everyone who's not participating in that round uh, that we call a segment, um, they vote on who did the best job. Great. And we always say, we're, I, you know, I'm always like, the rules say you keep going around and play until someone gets three segment cards, but it's a party card game. You're going to play until you're bored, tired, or drunk. Right. So, Which is sometimes all at the same time. Yes. Mm. So uh, it's we we went to PAX East last year. We literally like started a Kickstarter. We would just get there early every day, post up in free play, and try and grab people. So you started out by just bringing your game to the free play section of PAX. Correct. And I would just get there early every morning. And while everyone else was running for all the other like booths and, and the demo lines and stuff, I just beelined for the best table I could find. Hijacked the table towards the front. Yep, and then and 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 nobody from PAX had a problem with this. Is no, this like a common thing. Uh, it's more common than you think. Apparently, I mean they they do now have actually like an entire section set aside now where you can actually go and bring your games to be play tested in the free play area. Right. Um, but I don't think we knew that that existed last year. Who was going to bring it? So we just brought like little inflatable luchadors and little table signs. And and just got people to play it. And people were like, this is super fun. Are you selling this? And we would be like, no, but we're on Kickstarter. And if you Kickstart us right now, we'll give you like some free cards right now yeah. that you wouldn't be able to get otherwise. And, and we successfully funded. And then it took a while to actually get the physical games in from overseas. Yeah, which I hear is like a pretty common issue with yeah, this Yeah, I mean, like I think we originally... You know, we had funded by May, and we... So it was literally a year ago. Um, actually, I'm sorry. It was in April because I just got that email. Like, they send you an email. Kickstarter sends you an email a, a year from when you actually successfully fund, being like, happy anniversary of successfully funding. <laughs> Hooray. Yeah. Uh, so we actually <laughs> finally just got the physical copies of the game in the first week of January. I think we were aiming, we thought we would have them by the end of the year. I was hoping to get them in time for the holidays. Uh, but there were delays and all kinds of things that we didn't know about because we are a first-time publisher. Classic foreign heel gimmick. Word. <laughs> Classic. Uh <laughs> And so um, we actually got physical copies of the game now. We, we success, uh, successfully uh, shipped those all out to uh, the people who had uh, purchased the game from us originally. On Some got delivered personally. That is true. Like uh, ours. Yeah, because... We live uh, down we, the street from each Yes, other. We, were we live very close. I, there was a whole bunch of ones that I looked at and I was like, I'm not paying to ship these because <laughs> shipping was far more expensive than we had originally uh, estimated it to oh, be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I popped I popped my game open. Uh, the cards look fantastic. Yeah, Everything about you. it looks so well done. It's amazing that I was able to like I I met the people that made this fucking game, and it looks great. Like everything about it, it looks like this should be like sold everywhere in stores. It's so professionally well done. The artwork, well, nothing you. looks nothing looks bootleg about it, um, which no. I think is fucking amazing. Yeah. No, we wanted to put together like a proper product yeah. right that like if you saw this in like a target you would be like oh yeah that's just totally a, a thing that they just sell right. there that's right. put out by Mil uh, milton bradley yeah i was sure. gonna say it's, i could see the milton bradley logo in the lower left corner i had to make sure i didn't say milton burl who cares milton burl put it out hey i played a game <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, me milton burl that's milton burl 
Is that what he sound? You know what? Yes. I mean, he was an old man. Yeah, I'm old guy. Uh, I'm thinking of Burl Ives. <laughs> the you Christmas are thinking singer? of Burl yeah. Ives. <laughs> who was also uh, the snowman yep. in all the... Uh, all the uh, Rankin Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no Christmas not him. stuff. Christmas. You got to have a Christmas expansion? No, no Christmas expansion. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. So, this year we were at PAX East again, and it was like a weird homecoming for us because it was actually the first year that we had, like, one year ago we were just posted up in free play trying to get people to uh, back our Kickstarter. And this year we had a proper, real booth at PAX, and we were actually selling physical copies of the game, and we were playing with more people. Uh, and, and everyone was trying it out and it was super successful. So, um, we had a really great PAX East and right, uh, at PAX East, we launched our new Kickstarter for an expansion and the expansion is called lewd attitude. So it is, uh, if you're a professional wrestling fan from the, the nineties and early two thousands, you're going to love, love, love this expansion. But it is, uh, as wrestling was back then, not safe for work. Adults only, <laughs> 18 plus. We like to say, like, our game right now is TVPG, uh, very in line with the current product you'll see on television, but it's as dirty as you make it. Right. Does right? this one promote uh, puppies? We're, we talk about some puppies. <laughs> uh, we talk about, like, we have a card where right now, like, one of the smack cards is you have to give your opponent a lap dance while you smack talk them. That's so funny. Oh, God. Uh, there, there are ones where, like, you know... One of the uh, segment cards is you guys are in a uh, boxers and bras match where you have to like strip your opponent down. Hell you know, yeah! It's it's it is it's very attitude era influence. I'd be afraid I had a I'd have a boner. A little gray dink boner. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> stiff clam. Good old stiff clam. Stiff clam. Uh, it is really cool because I, like from the outside perspective um, of just bumping into someone dressed up like Macho Man, yeah. finding out about the game. Uh, going and finding the game, and like you said, like being at like a free play table, which to, from like our our perspective, I I had no idea you weren't like authorized by PAX to be there. So oh. right. So to me, I was like, eh, cool, another game at PAX, right? Um, but then to like learn the story, kind of, and then go this year and see the the like proper Progress. booth that you had. Yeah, it was really cool, and like it just you know, it's pretty like honestly, it's like an inspiring to. To if you like the work ethic and the drive to have you know t- to see your your ambitions met to like it's just like that's it like you put the work in things will happen yeah I mean we've been super successful so far and it's beyond anything I think that we ever imagined you know this came out of a a two day game jam like you know my my partner Danny will say. He's like, I just wanted to watch wrestling promos for two days and goof off and have fun. <laughs> and now we have a, a game that we're actually selling to people. Right. Which is insane. It's it's pretty wild. Hell yeah. Uh, so where, uh, how do people find the, the Lewd Attitude expansion? Because right. a lot, because we, 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 ha- we had you on the show before. Yes. And apparently we, uh, we're, we're, we're also giving away a copy of this game on the show to, um, you know, if you put your top five WrestleMania moments in there, which apparently... One person's gonna win because only two people did it. <laughs> One person already has the game, um, but the other person did. So yeah. it seems to me like a lot of people probably have this game that are our listener base, but maybe not yes. know about the expansion. Yeah. So the expansion will be 100 cards, uh, and it's ten dollars. 
And if you missed out last time... It should have been time, $9.99. $9.99. <laughs> what a missed opportunity. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I like I like nice round numbers. Yeah, I uh, like the game is not not twenty four ninety nine. The game is twenty five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so it's uh yes, yeah, it'll be a hundred cards, ten dollars. And if you missed out last time, we're actually also trying to fund a second printing of the original game because ah. we're actually running post packs. I went over to our, our our storage facility and like counted them up, and I'm like. Okay, yeah, we only have about a third of the games that we actually initially printed left. Wow, that's great. Uh, which is like, we've only had the game for two and a half months. So it's selling pretty well. Um, but we, yeah, you can actually get a second printing of the game uh, via the Kickstarter. And right now, for the first 200 people who back it, if you do both, uh, we'll give you both for 30. You save five bucks. So go to smacktalkshowdown.com. That currently will direct you uh, right to the Kickstarter. And if you can't wait for the Kickstarter and you're like, I want the game now, uh, go to smacktalkshowdown.bigcartel.com or you can hit us up on our Facebook page and there's a nice big, uh, we're just Smack Talk Showdown, all one word. We got a nice big button there that says buy now and that will bring you actually to our uh, to our Big Cartel site where we can actually ship you one of the few copies we have left of the game now and it will be uh, fulfilled probably by me. Yeah. Uh, we ship everything on ourselves. Like the Dudley boys in ECW days. Yes, yes, exactly. And we'll probably have a link directly on this episode when it yeah, comes we'll, up. When we post it, we'll, we'll put the link and everything on it. Yeah, this comes out what, Monday? It'll come out tomorrow, yeah, Monday. Okay. So, nope, yeah. Nope, two days two from days. now. Two today's days Saturday. Now. Today is Saturday. The people don't know or care. They don't really give a shit. Yeah. Uh, but if uh, I, I'm, uh, I was just trying to say that because um, if you follow us on social media, so we're Smack Talk Showdown, all one word, on Facebook and Instagram, and on Twitter, we are Smack Talk Showdown, but in Showdown, no O. So S-H-W-D-W-N. Thanks, Twitter, for not giving me two more <laughs> letters to put. Yeah, we had to de- we had to deal with that with the, this rules this sucks as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we're actually going to be doing uh, a contest, a uh, follow us, retweet, and like post, and we have a prize package uh, full of wrestling merch. Oh, um, we you know one of the things that we do for our Kickstarter is we do uh, what I call the mystery smack box. Um, and so you can actually buy the game, or in this case now buy the expansion. And if you pay us, I think it's $125, we will stuff a box full of really cool, curated, vintage wrestling merchandise Swag. and original Smack Talk Showdown merchandise that you can only get in, in the box. box. Hell cool. yeah. Uh, so we're going to do a giveaway for that, which includes a autographed Ron Funches vinyl album. Oh. Um, he actually, we helped him out uh, when he came here over the summer. We did a little promotion for his show, trying to get some uh, nice. people. And he was so nice. And he, uh, you know, if people don't know Ron Funches, he loves wrestling. Like his whole thing is get high, watch wrestling. Right. Uh, he literally sells t-shirts uh, with that on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was actually super nice, and we did we filmed a whole video, and right after his uh, concert at the Wilbur, and unfortunately the sound quality was hot garbage. Ah, uh, bummer. <laughs> and it it upset me because we were gonna post that video up, and he loved it. He was like, "Do you have a copy of this game right now?" Uh, and he was nice enough to sign uh, one of his albums for us, so we're gonna put that up. Sweet. But, um, and we're gonna. This is on our march to get a thousand followers. We have currently 
like 600. I was about to say like 666. It's probably around there actually. Uh, but yeah, that'll be a, that'll be live on Monday. So if you guys follow us on uh, Twitter, Smack Talk, Showdown, S-H-W-D-W-N, and you, you'll see the uh, contest. Hell yeah. So follow, like, retweet, and uh, once we hit 1,000, we'll give away one of these uh, mystery Smack Boxes to uh, one of our uh, followers. Sweet. Well, let's get this, uh, let's get some mania moments going. Wait, how many Twitter followers do you think you have? I, it, was, it was close to 660. Is it really 666? No, I just wanted to cue this music. Oh, okay, up. good. <laughs> it's like it's something like that. Uh, cool, yeah. Let's. All right, so yep. that's the story. Let's. So we're doing top five WrestleMania moments. We're probably going to go through these relatively quickly. I mean, how much can you say about some of these things, you know? Yeah, uh, and least, if you're, and you know, if, if you're not a WWE fan, um, or, or even if you are and you're, and you're like wondering about this. First off, YouTube probably will have all these moments on it. Or you can get the network for $9.99. We're not, we're not promoting <laughs> them. They have enough. <laughs> I think you could still get it for free, actually, for oh, this yeah. month. Yeah, get it for free. And there is there is a program I saw on there the other day that was like best like top ten WrestleMania moments and yeah. they go beyond it. So it's 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 interesting. Get cool. back into wrestling if you're not. All right, so let's go with the top five WrestleMania moments. I want to go first. Okay, I'm gonna just bed some music in the background. Nice. Ooh. Well, mine definitely doesn't include him. But anyways, so my number five, so loud. Um, my number five WrestleMania moment is uh, from WrestleMania 10. Uh, it's one of the first ones that I can think of that uh, sticks up my brain as one of my favorite matches of all time uh, because it hosts one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Macho Man Randy Savage. WrestleMania nice. 10, it's Macho Man Randy Savage versus Crush in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, I, unfo- I don't remember the build toward this. I think they just fucking hated each other for some reason they were just beating each other up on raw i think macho man was mainly an, uh, an announcer at this point yeah he was uh so i think crush just kind of started beating with him jesus Whoa. christ i'll just stop what are you being the <laughs> lunatic fringe over there it worked so much better last week <laughs> um good god man um but the funny thing about this uh falls kind of anywhere match or the awesome thing about this falls kind of anywhere match was um you would pin your opponent but then you'd have to get back to the ring and you have to do the 10 count uh, in order, like, that opponent have to get back to the ring in 10 seconds. Uh, so it's like a weird Falls Count Anywhere match. Yeah, that's, those are strange rules. <laughs> right. Uh, but I actually kind of liked it because it just kind of made it different. It's like, cool, you can get pinned on the outside, but then you just got to get back and blah, 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 blah. Um, so, but this one had a lot of backstage fighting. So they were all over the place in the arena, which I thought was very fun because you don't really see that. A Falls Count Anywhere match, which they don't really do those too much anymore. But they never go anywhere. Yeah. I feel like like it just happens like maybe out on the fucking announce booth and that's where they pin. No, them. I was about to say, or they go out into the crowd for a little bit. Yeah, but like those are the good days where they were everywhere. Like when I think of the Royal Royal Rumble where Undertaker was fighting Maven up in the fucking the vendor uh snack area. Yeah, yeah. And put Maven's head through the popcorn machine and then started eating the popcorn, which I thought was fantastic. Um but they were everywhere. Um, and this is at Madison Square Garden, so they had that cool that that cool entrance to it. Um, and how this movie, uh, how this movie. movie, how this match ends is freaking kayfabe, man. Yeah, I know. So, whoops. Uh, Macho Man is fighting him in the back. He's just throwing him through doors and everything, and he, he ends up pinning him. Uh, I think he does a small elbow drop, and that's what he does to finish him. A small. Oh, uh, maybe elbow it's drop. just him throwing him through a door. Okay, yeah, he just threw him through a door, and that was the end of it. Uh, but Macho Man decides to 
tie Crush up so that he can't get back to the ring. He ties his feet up and then starts like pulling him up so he's hanging upside down. Um, but my my favorite memory of this is he doesn't tie him uh, strong enough, so the the rope just starts coming undone and Crush is like slowly <laughs> falling back down to the uh, ground, uh, which gives him plenty of like opportunity to to get back to the ring. Uh, we're watching a very small clip of it. It's just very yeah, funny looking. It. it just it doesn't work out how they probably wanted it to. And this is like one of my vivid memories oh, of like yeah, my like, first pay per view. Uh, uh, yeah, you, I totally see it. He's slipping. He barely cinches it, and then like he starts going to the ring, and then he starts going. And for for me, I just Matchman is my favorite. This is one of my favorite matches of him, just because it's a backstage thing. Blah blah blah, and uh, this is such a this is like not a match that's normally talked about. Oh yeah, look nobody at talks about it. Immediately falls right to the ground. <laughs> so like that to me is funny. It was funny when I was a kid, but I just loved this match uh, growing up because uh, I'm a, I'm a fanboy of his. And WrestleMania 10 was one of the first WrestleManias that I remember. Uh, watching. I think I think that's always a thing, right? Like the first WrestleMania that you can remember, right, has something in it. That you just is ingrained in your memory forever. Yep. That's actually my number five. What? Uh, is exactly what Dennis just said. It's from like the first WrestleMania that I remember, and it's like the first thing that was ingrained into my head. Yeah. Uh, Let's segue into you then. All right. My number five is uh, from WrestleMania nine, and that's Bobby the Brain Heenan riding in backwards on a camel. <laughs> oh, yeah. When they were at uh, Caesar's Palace. Caesar's Palace. Yeah. It was like a daytime outdoor WrestleMania. WrestleMania nine is one of my honorable mentions. Just the atmosphere in general. Right. Because that was cool. That was like a cool thematic one. They had like the gladiators and things like that opening the door and carrying people to the ring. Gladiators, predominantly daylight. Yeah. Which wasn't yeah. weird for some reason. It didn't seem strange. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. But every, every other time it's daylight, I'm like, I feel like I'm watching a baseball game. <laughs> right. And I just felt it felt right because of the they had the Maddox. Right. So it was the gladiator type of shit. Because I think it was uh, it was Macho Man and Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, yep. I don't know if it was Gorilla Monsoon. No, it was, uh, I know Jim it Ross. was Jim Ross. It was Jim Ross's first pay-per-view, probably. Yeah, I think it's actually maybe it might have been one of his first things in things general. Things just period, working with the WWE mm-hmm. coming over from WCW. But Macho Man coming out, eating the grapes, uh, oh, yeah. which was uh, always fantastic. Uh, a couple other things that I remember is The Undertaker coming out, and he had that big the fucking vulture. vulture. That was sick. Like, shit That's like that. so sick. So visually, oh, yeah, but that was a really bad match, though. Oh, it? Was it, was, it, was, it was it was, it, yeah. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, not not brutal in a good way, just like no, very. Oh, but that's classic Undertaker WrestleMania moments was just like he shit always matches. wrestled the freak, right? But like yeah. just visually, this pay per view is so good. Yeah, and uh, so I was young. I think uh, I think it was like my my dad was like surprised me by being like, "Hey, we're gonna get WrestleMania." And like freaking out, and like I was so excited because I don't think I just started to get into like wrestle wrestling at that po- at that point, and I was like watching it when I as much as I could and things like that. So this was like a huge deal to me to uh, to be able to watch uh, WrestleMania. And you know, the first thing they do is they have everyone do their entrances as they come down uh, to the ring in like in in true like you know Las Vegas fashion. It's full of pageantry and over-the-top thea- like theatrics and things like that. You know why this isn't weird in daylight? Because it's wicked small. Because it's so open. Yeah. Like, it's, that's what it is. It's also tiny. Right. But it's WrestleMania 9. Um, so, like, you know, people are coming down on elephants. This, that, the other thing. Caesar came down. It was really... I was literally watching. I was like, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> oh, it's it's Caesar. And then a fucking it's elephant stood up. It's his palace. 
yeah, so WrestleMania, scary. WrestleMania oh, yeah. Nine uh, visually is one of the best uh, manias. I think. Of I all think time. they just. I honestly think they created that entire little arena. It seems that at way. Caesar's Palace. I, I, if I remember correctly, it was just like they made that entire. They put the 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 bleachers in, and they put all the columns up, and yeah, the whole yeah, the whole look is awesome. Well, they weren't doing like themed things like this, really. No, yeah. no, uh, not usually at WrestleMania. No. no. So this was great. Uh, Macho Man eating grapes. Such a good fucking visual. All right. So everyone has these like prestigious entrances and things like that. Macho Man comes down being carried, being fed grapes and things like that. <laughs> and then Bobby the Brain. Oh, my God. Look at Jim Ross. He looks so young. Uh, then Bobby the Brain comes out first led by an ostrich. Um, and then some dancers come out and they're twirling the things. These are definitely the gypsies we offended earlier. <laughs> yep. uh, a, bir- a guy very carelessly holding a bird. And then the camel came out. And riding backwards on the camel in like perfect, great physical comedy oh, fashion, God. Bobby the Brain Heenan. He's a fucking. He's the great. He, he is the greatest. He really is. It's so good. He was so good. Wow. <laughs> he's the best. So that was like this memory of I was like rolling on the floor laughing. Because I can only imagine the kid dying. Watching oh this. my God! It was like perfect. So it was slapstick. So it is perfect. It's, it's like such great physical comedy. It really, really is. And that's my number five is when Bobby the Brain Heenan rode backwards on a camel down to the end, uh, the uh, the ringside there. So that's my awesome. number five. Dennis, number five. All right, number five. I'm going to start off a little controversially. Hey. Uh, my number five moment is from Mania 20, and it is the, the very end uh, where Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit both- Don't, don't say his name. <laughs> both celebrate- Stevie Richards. Uh, both celebrate in the ring after. Um, well, uh, Benoit had after just Benoit's win. Benoit right? had just won, uh, which was insane because this was just a moment where, like, it was Benoit versus I believe it was Triple, Triple H. H and Shawn Michaels. Right, and I was like, "There's no way he's gonna win." Like they put him in there so that the match would be like technically better, and then he won. And then Eddie Guerrero, who had defended his belt against Kurt Angle earlier in the <laughs> evening. He comes out, and the confetti rains down, and here are these two guys who came over from WCW, who everyone used to make fun of because they were too small. Like, Eddie Guerrero was a cruiserweight in WCW. And here they are, and both of them, each one of them is is holding up one of the world titles that they had at the time. And it was just an amazing moment because it was one of these things like I never thought I'd see that in my life. I, I, I don't think I ever thought Benoit would have a world title in the WWE. Right. Cause he had won the world title in WCW and immediately left. Like they gave him the title to try and keep him around. And then Eddie comes out and like the fact that those two were just so close, uh, they had come over from WCW together and you just know that that moment meant so much to those guys. Right. Yeah, and and I think it meant a lot to a lot of the fans who never really believed that in in Vince's land of giants that these two guys would, be the top would, would this is how WrestleMania would end right with these two guys being the top guys and it was I, I just remember it was super emotional at the time and it's a moment that of course doesn't get talked about anymore because of the uh, unfortunate uh, tragic events. You know what? I don't give a fuck. Chris Benoit was fucking great. He was. Yeah. I-, I was a huge Chris Benoit fan. He was fucking fantastic. Oh, and yeah. and to see him get the world title, it just felt so 
Like, I, I hate when people chant, you deserve it. But it did. It felt deserved. It felt like, oh, wow, they're actually recognizing what they have in this guy. So right. that's my number five. Hell yeah. I think that's a great pick. That's a good, memorable pick. Hell yeah. Fro number four? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're doing a show. <laughs> yeah, we're not just shooting the shit about wrestling. I forgot. As much I forgot as it all might about feel it. like it. <laughs> uh, so my number four, also coming from WrestleMania 10. This is like one of my favorite fucking WrestleManias of all time. Uh, this one is actually the opening match of Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Um, for me, this is the first clinic that I've ever seen on TV. Um, and that is just like, if you don't know wrestling, that is just an unbelievable wrestling match. They taught people how to wrestle within this match. Uh, it is just such a good, 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 good match. Oh, what is it, Fro? Uh, good match. Oh. Just good. Just just kind of good. But anyways, like, good match. Uh, but, like, it, it's just so technically well done. And seeing these two, and Brett, at the time, Bret Hart was also one of my favorites. I remember showing up at school wearing uh, Bret Hart sunglasses, and people laughed at me so hard. Uh, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was bad. But, no, this match is un- unbelievable. Uh, the story going into it is they just they started feuding, uh, I think, at the SummerSlam prior, Owen, like, turned his back on him, and he became a heel, and it turned into this big family drama. Is this where he kicked his leg out from his leg? No, that's not this one. Oh. I kicked your leg right from your leg. leg. Um, <laughs> it's not this one. Um, but this one was really good, and Owen Hart ends up winning, which shocked the fuck out of a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about this is Brett also had to do double duty that night and yeah. won the championship from Owen, uh, Yokozuna at the end of this. Um which is also kind of shocking and was awesome. So that's uh yeah I re- I remember I I mean this was the first match and then of course the the world title match went on at the end. Yeah, I remember being like I don't understand how Bret Hart could wrestle both those matches. Right, but he and the fact that Owen won was awesome because Owen, if there's anybody who was a better in ring performer than Bret Hart, it was Owen Hart. Right. And the and the two of them getting in the ring together at the same time was just disgusting. And you don't see so matches good. like this. No, you don't really. Like that was the big thing, and it's like it's just a very well done match. Um, it's a good, 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 good match, right, Matt? Uh, yeah, it was good. And he fucking finishes it with the goddamn tombstone. Well, he doesn't finish it with it, but he does a tombstone in the match, um, which I think is funny. That's one of his moves. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, regular moves while the Undertaker was actually around. Um, but yeah, no, it's just it's just a fantastic thing. Uh, this is WrestleMania 10 is also the one where uh, at the Royal Rumble it was Luger and uh, Bret Hart that won. So both of them had oh, their right, championship matches. Tied. So Luger also fought Yokozuna this night, but he lost. Lost, right? So whoever won that match would lead into the Bret Hart uh, championship match. Huh? And Luger, the classic uh, can't win the big one, uh, big name wrestler. That's him. Yeah, but no, this match is just one of my favorite. Like, it's my first superior match that I've ever seen, um, and it sticks out in my mind. It's easily one of my favorite matches of all time. So that's that. Hell yeah. My number four. <coughs> excuse me. Yes, excuse you. Uh, my number four uh, it goes all the way back to WrestleMania six, um, and this was um, when the Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back on it now, knowing what I know of wrestling, I'm like, but at the time, at the time it blew my mind. Yeah. This was like another thing of like, um, I think I was at my uncle's house and I was even obviously younger than I was for WrestleMania nine, but clearly, yeah, that's how time works. So don't let that (laughs) blow your mind. Uh, 
But I love the Ultimate Warrior. I was I was a warrior as a young. You were a little warrior. I was a little, a little warrior. warrior. I was from parts unknown. Some might call it Bradford, Massachusetts. <laughs> um, but I love the warrior. He was so intense. He was great. And then to, to like have him go up against like the good guy, like the good, you know, can do no wrong, the Captain America, if you will, of wrestling. Say your prayers and eat your vitamins. That's right. And like that was crazy to me. And the match, like I said, looking back on it now, wasn't the best at all, not even remotely close. Uh, but yeah, that was the type of matches back then, though. I know. But even still, like, I mean, this is WrestleMania six. Only four years later, you had the, you know, the this match of Owen and Brett. So it's not that people couldn't perform that way. It's just that these two in particular were not known for like their technical wrestling prowess. Right. No, but I mean, it was it was a moment in time and it was a thing that like WWE did not do. You didn't see two huge baby faces. Right. Two huge good guys going against one another. And at the end, Warrior not only has the Intercontinental belt, but he has the world title as well and he raises up both and you're just like, "Wow." Right. And the only person to do it. Yeah. Nobody else has done that, which is fucking kind of wild. That is pretty wild. It's funny though because they always talk about people doing it, and it never comes. It to never fruition. happens. Like yeah. oh, it's like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the next Ultimate Warrior, you know, level champion. Like, Miz well, I think is Gold- that. I think Goldberg did something similar because I think when he won his first title against Hogan, he was still on his streak, and so he had the U.S. belt at the time but i think he also like immediately then relinquished the us belt Probably. right That's like he dumb. was like yeah goodbye well i mean seth rollins also recently had the right. the universal maybe it was i don't remember if it was universal or wwe and yes. the united states but yep. nobody has done the top title and the intercontinental no. and i'd say the intercontinental is probably better than the wcw us title <laughs> yes take that yeah fuck you wcw uh but this was just like a huge moment and then he pinned hogan clean in the center of the ring and it was like you know it's supposed to be like the passing of the torch moment which obviously did not happen at all um and uh, all the things aside from like how shitty the warrior was backstage and things like that but at the time like this was like well, he deserved it this is groundbreaking at the time for me he was he was definitely the guy the guy Absolutely. he was definitely usurping the Undertaker, uh, Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hogan yeah. yeah. You know what's crazy about this match? It was a 22-minute long match. Yeah. I really want to go back and watch it and be like, did this deserve 22 minutes? <laughs> I mean, they, they played the exhaustion card pretty well, if I remember. Well, because like, they probably were. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably Hogan, I mean, Hogan, or not Hogan, uh, Warrior blows up just coming to the ring. Right. So, I wonder if he walked on that one. No. No, no way. No. But, uh, <laughs> my, yeah, WrestleMania 6, Hogan versus Warrior. That's my uh, my number four. Dennis, number four? Uh. We're going a little more recent. Uh, I believe it's 31, but they stopped counting. Mm, uh, I hate that. But it's uh, it's Seth Rollins cashing in. Ah, I almost put that bag. on mine. Uh, just because it was a match that going into it, similar to this year, not many people were, were jazzed to see Lesnar versus Reigns. No. Of course not. Just like every year for the past, I, well, as long as I can remember at this point. Yeah, was four, that his first? Four years. That was, that his, was first his first main event. Main event, and yep. he's done it the the past. And people weren't thrilled then, <laughs> which I think uh, is very funny. And and they just beat the hell out of one another, and they both are down on the gra- uh, down on the mat, and 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 then the music kicks in, and Seth had been beaten earlier that night. Is that Randy Orton? That was Randy Orton. That was the crazy curb stomp into the RKO. Yeah. All oh, right. Which oh, was yeah. insane. It's actually kind of cool. And then Seth runs down with money in the bank, sprinting. And didn't even wait for the match to be over. Just was like, nope, this is now a three-way match. 
a triple threat match for the title, which I don't think had ever been done before with Money in the Bank. Everyone always waited until the match was over and their opponent was down and then cashed in. I believe that's probably true. It's also the only cash-in at Mania. Yeah, the only cash-in at Mania. And it was such a surprise, and I just remember watching it and my mouth... Yeah, like my jaw dropped. I was like, wait, what? Are they really doing this? And then he won it. Who did he pin? He pinned Roman, He pinned Roman. He he pinned Roman. I think he curb-stomped both of them, if I remember correctly. And I think think Brock had rolled out of the ring, so he hit hit it on Roman and then (laughs) cashed it in, and it was... (laughs) Gabriel Iglesias telling yeah, this stories. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, it, it, that was so incredible. Yeah. And, and my friend actually was at that WrestleMania because at the time I was living in San Francisco and this was in Silicon Valley. And he went and he just was like, he's like, I lost my mind. Yeah. He's I like, when I, when I heard Seth's music, you were just like, wait, what? No, 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 no. They're not going to do it at Mania in the main event. And then they did. And you're like, what? And that really cemented. Seth Rollins, obviously, as a main event guy, right, was yep. him winning, winning that, winning that belt, and then of course he just and the, and the best part about it too was right after that he would defend the belt, but he was like you know the chicken shit heel right. champ, which was amazing, <clears throat> um, and I, I I actually really liked that that run there with with Seth. So. Yeah, he was as as the world champ, he was fucking great. Yeah, yeah. he was a great champ. So that's that's my number four. Awesome. Fro, number three? No. Okay, I'll go to my number three. Uh, yeah, no, anyways. Uh, WrestleMania three. No, my number three. What? <laughs> okay. I'm wow. struggling. Uh, WrestleMania 13. Mm. Uh, this is going to be... It's not that one. It is uh, <laughs> the Legion of Doom and Ahmed Johnson versus the Nation <laughs> of Domination. This match fucking rules. The Chicago Street Fight. <laughs> the Chicago fight. Street Fight? The Chicago Street Fight. Oh, man. Holy shit. This match is chaos you you like these uh these chaotic i do i love them. they're just so goes funny everywhere matches huh? and they're uh, i love anything that goes outside of the ring yeah. um it's so outrageous this match is so wild for uh i don't even know what the build was to it um but ahmed johnson is a part of the legion of doom he comes down with the shoulder pads pretty fucking cool oh this is for fucking 2k17 um but my favorite thing about this match, uh, there's two things. One, there's a shot where they're outside of the ring, somebody's fighting, and Ahmed Johnson does this like springboard spear uh, to like Farouk from the, he's in the crowd to uh, Farouk on the uh, outside of the ring, and it's out of nowhere, and they like randomly catch it, and you're just like, fucking shit! Because Ahmed Johnson's massive, and there's no reason that he should have been able to do that. Uh, that moment was always great to me. But the big thing was, there's this one spot where Hawk. He's also in the crowd, and somebody is right up next near the barricade, and he pulls up this fire extinguisher and sprays oh. it in like D'Lo Brown's face, and they must have got a weird fire extinguisher because it was so powdery, and he sprayed it for so goddamn long, <laughs> yeah, <he did. laughs> and the entire place filled up with this white powdery smoke, and it was that way for the remainder of the match, so another 10 minutes and uh, sequential matches, it was so cloudy in that arena that is one of the funniest moments I've ever watched in WrestleMania uh, because you couldn't see shit. Um, and to me, that's one of those classic matches that our buddy, uh, former roommate, Chris, he, he loves to watch that match. So we'll go back and watch that one and we fucking have a, a gay old time. 
and enjoy, laugh, and start dying at this stuff. It's funny because, uh, it, you know, you pull it up on YouTube and the one underneath it is Sting and Booker T versus the Road Warriors. And that was a Chicago street fight. And it was awful. Like, I bet. Really, really bad. And then they jumped to the WWE, and I think it was like a year later was WrestleMania 13. Yep. And then they, they did that street fight, which was awesome. Awesome. So Is the Legion of Doom from Chicago? Is that the why? Yes. Okay. Is that where the Legion resides? Apparently. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, I, think, I think Animal still li- – he lives somewhere close by to Chicago. I don't think he lives in Chicago, but he's close by. If you ever come across a Chicago street fight – Please videotape it and let us know. Absolutely. Because I want to know if there's any fire extinguishers that uh, happen to appear. In the, in the fight? Yeah. yeah. There's two um, things about Chicago. You don't put ketchup on a hot dog. No. And you always use a fire extinguisher in your fight. I'll 100% always put ketchup on a hot dog. Oh, God. Hard stance, baby. Um, let's yeah. not go down there. Let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah, All right. That's a, one of my favorite matches. So, so my number three, also from WrestleMania 13, no is, is the... Austin Hart. Number three, huh? Double turn match. That's my number two. That's your number two? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this... All right, great. So we can knock out two with one. Uh, So to me, this is like the match where... um, Like, when I... When people want to, like, get into wrestling, I'm like, you got to watch this because... Yeah. It's it's such a... This tells the the story so Right. It's like... It's the... It's... When people talk about, like, oh, they told the story in the ring, like, this is, like, a penultimate example of... It's it's insane. Austin goes in as the heel. Brett goes in as the face, and then through just sheer storytelling of the match, they switch roles, and the like the the crowd turns on Hart and starts yep. cheering for Austin. I say this is really the first and only one. I know there's another one, but I feel like it is whatever uh, because I think it was already starting prior to the match. Um, but there's the uh, Del Rio Ziggler. Oh, match, yeah. which is supposed right. to be the second one that's ever happened. But this is the first and like the biggest one because you did not expect to get into Bret Hart or to hate start hating Bret Hart after it and start loving Stone Cold. Right. Yeah, and that end where Austin never gives up and he's so in good. the sharpshooter and his face is just crimson red. That, that is the epitome of and a crimson mask. Shamrock calls it off because he he passes out from pain. Oh, look at Lou Albano's in that first row. Captain have, Lou, there's and, Tony, uh, Atlas, Tony Atlas. And the classic uh, fat kid who uh, gets in the camera during this match. Oh, yeah. You know who it is. Um, but this match is just unbelievable. Like, yeah, it's really I mean, good. it really was. It was like Austin went in being the heel that you booed. And he, and he didn't have a submission. And he, and he left as the heel that you just cheered. Right. But the, the iconic moment with Austin and that sharpshooter bleeding oh. out, like just that him looking up, blood pouring down his face and him screaming is such an iconic shot like when i think of classic moments and like the first image this is it yeah that made austin for me and i I know that made austin obviously for a lot of people but like he had not done that much in the wwe he had just kind of put the ringmaster behind him right right and he started being stone cold steve austin and he had to have he had to have won the king of the ring by this point right yeah yes Yeah. yeah yes but like to me, like this is the moment that I was like, "Oh, this is a guy you need to pay attention to." Right. Yeah. Big right. Because like there was always King of the Rings that sucked, but he this match and him, yeah, I'm watching it right now, and I'm I, I it's hard not to be just transfixed because I'm like, yeah, this is this the emotion in this match was just perfect. I think this might have been probably one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. Oh, hands down, absolutely. Yeah. And you don't see shit like this anymore. That's the thing, like. 
You really don't. It's it's very hard for them to like. Ah, oh, look at that. To tell this story like that in the way wrestling is today. It's just, Although I will give just a little shout out to the the Gargano Champa well, yeah. match from Takeover, which I think had very similar a fee, uh, emotional heft to it. Right. You know, like you got into that. It didn't have a double turn like this did, but at the same time, like. That was a masterpiece to me, right? And yeah. it was, and it was similar. Like you bought in emotionally to that match the way that you did to to this one. Absolutely. So yeah, it's my number three. It should say, uh, it's such a great match. You should, you should one hundred percent watch it. It's amazing. Yeah, it- I, I do get fucking gripped whenever I watch it. Like I just kind of like <clears throat> stare at it, get silent. Just those images yeah. are just so good. Yeah, that's my number two, Bret Hart. Versus my Stone number Cold three, Dennis. What's your number three? My number three is similar. It's another double turn, uh, but it's The Rock and Hogan at, at eighteen. Ah, you think that's or a double X8. turn? X eight. Well, it's not a traditional double turn, right? But it's the crowd in Toronto being an old school WWE city, just cheers Hogan, right. and he got cheered on the Raw prior to WrestleMania. So there was like an indication like, oh, are fans actually going to cheer him just because it's Hogan at WrestleMania? And then they were they were they were chanting die Rocky die again. Like I, they hadn't really done that in a very long time. <laughs> and and even the rock at some point starts hitting heel spots. Yeah. Right. Like he's like, well, fine. If you guys are going to boo me, I'm just going to keep playing up the heel. And right. And. The way that the way that they just played it out, like that moment where both of them, right before starting the match, and everyone is chanting for Hogan, and you look at it, like I, he's playing it right now on YouTube, like Hogan is shocked. Right. Hogan is like, "Wait, you guys are cheering me?" <laughs> and then he starts playing into it, and it's just it was electric. There are very few like electric moments. Oh, this is one hundred percent. And when those when those two are just staring down each other before the match starts, and the crowd is going ape shit, I love this. I hadn't been watching wrestling very much around this time, and I got this WrestleMania with friends of mine just to watch this match because the main event was Jericho versus Triple H. I didn't even care about that match at all. This was the match I needed to see. Right. Hogan versus Rock. And yeah, it was like a dream match come true. And I loved it. Wild. It's a great match. It's, it's, just actually, a, it's not really a great match. It's just it's, it's not, for what it is. It's not, a, it's not a great match, but it's, it's better than it should have been, especially for Hogan being the age that he was at that time. It's due to the crowd. Right. And, and it is. It's totally. The crowd just made that match work. And and I loved it because the story is too is after this the next morning before <laughs> Raw, they actually sent Hogan to Florida to get his his red and yellow, because they thought that they were just like well if the crowd's gonna turn him fine and they like we're gonna have him come out in the red and yellow on Monday Night Raw and then they changed their mind at the last minute they sent him all the way home flew him all the way to Florida, and flew back, uh and then decided. <clears throat> Never mind. We don't want you to wear it. I want to. I want to rewatch this match. Wouldn't it have just been it's cheaper great. to have someone ship it to them? <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Um, oh well. Did but. this one have the interference at the end? Uh, it, well, the, it, after the match, the NWO comes out. Okay. And then turns on Hogan. 
Yeah, okay. But that's after he loses, because they're like, you lost? What the fuck? And then... What the fuck? Even though, you know, Scott Hall had also lost earlier that evening, and Kevin Nash wasn't even in a match, so there you go. That's fine. He probably blew out his quads. All right. So you already gave your number two, Fro. So I'll go to my number two, and then we'll do the number ones. Uh, My number one uh, Number two. My number two. My number two. Good catch, Dennis. Where were you on that one, Fro? I wasn't paying attention. Of course. <laughs> uh, my number two is uh, the twenty-one and one Undertaker losing at Mania. Yeah. To Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Mm. You want to talk about like a moment, a memorable moment? As an adult, being shocked. <laughs> yes, I'm still shocked. Um. So at WrestleMania 30, uh, Undertaker had a. Uh, a 21 in O winning streak at WrestleMania. And that was his whole thing. And like wrestlers had already like storylines had already for like the past couple of years were already built into, I'm going to beat the streak and they'd wrestle taker and they'd lose for like the past four years before that. Cause it wasn't really a thing prior. <clears throat> no, it wasn't. It wasn't until like Shawn Michaels, he was at like eight, like 17 or 18 or whatever of uh win string. So people were like, Hey, he's never lost and making it a thing. But so then he faces um, he faces Brock Lesnar and it was just like okay this is just another like giant that you know is going to lose to Taker but it was really weird and you didn't think that he was gonna lose because well, he hadn't why lost would before. you no <clears throat> why would you exactly but then he lost and this like, was an entertaining match though too it was an entertaining match um, because that's the thing like you in your head you're like now nah, he's not gonna lose it. But I feel like Brock Lesnar was the first person to be like, I don't know, just because he was a fucking dominating force. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was the match. I think it. I think it, the better match was the the uh, Shawn Michaels one, where they put the streak versus career one. Right. And that could. But I mean, even that, when you knew it, you were like, Yeah, I think Shawn's done. Right. Right. Like, there's a lot of times like they put someone in with the Undertaker, and you'd be like, Yeah. I, but I think I know how this is going to play out. Right. And they put Brock Lesnar in there, and you hadn't seen Taker in, like, I don't think he had wrestled at all that year. Maybe made one appearance. So you didn't know how it was going to play out. Right. And then and, he, he, and, then, he, and then Brock won. Because he, he faced Triple H the year before, right? I believe so, that yeah. was like I that think was, that was like the end of an era match, because that's when Sean came back to ref that right. match. Yeah, so that's when Undertaker definitely started going away. Yeah. Completely. Yes. And that's when the Brock, uh, Brock came in and it was just like, there's a pretty decent chance this might happen, but you're like, it's not going to. Right. Right. And then he fucking... And then it did, and then that one guy had the bug eyes. And and yep, and now he's, he's an internet legend. Yeah. It is definitely shocking, because you're just like, how? Why? Because everybody was like, fuck Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Because that was a big thing. It's like, Brock Lesnar's a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, why is he doing it? Right. It should have been somebody else. And that's the whole thing. Everybody's armchair booking. It's like, nah, it shouldn't be Brock Lesnar. He doesn't deserve, like, he doesn't need it. Right. That right. should have been, and everybody's like, it's going to be Bray Wyatt. Yeah, it should have yeah. been. He, that's the passing of the torch. There's no passing of the torch. That's why it would make sense. But then Brock Lesnar came in. But it made sense because he's fucking dominating. But it was definitely like... What the fuck? Well, it kind of made sense, too, because you could tell that Undertaker wanted to lose to somebody legitimate. Right. And he was like, well, and, you know, and Taker in that in that time was still doing the more MMA to come out with the with the pads on his on his fists. The boxing and, zombie, I call him. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I could see like he was, you know, a li- Undertaker's a little bit of a mark for MMA and he kind of wanted to do something with Brock and they had built it up, yeah. you know, since Brock was in UFC. 
Right. And so it was like, okay, if I got to lose, I guess I'll lose to this dude. Right. But then also, like, I mean, you see him in that match and it's 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 rough but halfway through that match you know you can see takers just out of it like he does not remember well i think he gets a concussion during that one he does yeah and then you see like brock just has to like keep picking him up yeah and like leading him through it there Mm -hmm. were a lot of good moments though in this match when like uh brock took some move from the undertaker i don't remember but like Brock sitting up and doing the Undertaker fucking uh, yeah, spot yeah. and him like turning at him yeah. and like sticking out his tongue and laughing and I was like that's a fucking cool spot yeah like, I love that yeah. this is I thought I thought this was a great match for Brock overall yeah. um but yeah like you're saying just the streak ending is 100 like a mania moment that Huge. is still shocking to this day and he's got a couple more uh, losses on it now so I know that's the fucking uh. point <laughs> I don't want to get into it but uh that's my number two Dennis what's your number two all right so my number two is this is a this is a little bit of a dark horse candidate because it's so new but I think that we're not we don't get the context of it yet but I think <laughs> all right. ultimately it's going to be one of these moments that is replayed over and over again it's from this year it's when Ronda Rousey started beating up Triple H in the ring <laughs> I think that I think that to me this is going this indicates that the WWE is going to start allowing intergender stuff You think so? I think so. I think they've been toying with it. They did the mixed match challenge They've been they. There was that whole thing where like they they were toying with the, the possibility of James Ellsworth wrestling Becky Lynch, yep. and I think now it was like, well, if we're gonna do it, we got to do it in this match, and it, it's I'm sure it was Triple H leading the way there for that, right? Just and I do think that purposes. like you know if you if if you're into the indie scene at all, like right now, like Beyond Wrestling did that re- actually that weekend. Beyond Wrestling did a show in New Orleans, and it was uh, the men of Beyond Wrestling versus uh, the females from War- uh, God. How do I say it? It's Women's Wrestling Revolution. Thank you, WWR. I knew it was, uh, <laughs> and they, it was all intergender matches, and they've been doing intergender tag teams for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they're very. They, they feature women just as prominently on Beyond shows as they do anywhere else. Right. And it was so funny because ev- as soon as that, that happened in that match, everyone's like, oh, they're just copying Beyond. And, and uh, Drew, the guy who runs Beyond, was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but I, I think, A, it's Ronda Rousey is going to be huge. I mean, she's going to, if if she really is the full-time performer right. that, that they're saying she is, and it, uh, and it seems that that's the way that it's going to go. I mean, like there's a there's a video of her watching Shinsuke Nakamura practicing his entrance the day before WrestleMania, and she's crying because she was like, "It was my first time in that arena, she's also first a huge time Mark in the Superdome." And she is; she's a big fan. And she right. was like, "I it was just moved her emotionally." Yeah, which is fine. I have no issue with that because I would probably be doing the same thing. And I think I think this is going to be one of those moments that. You know, we're not we're 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 too close to it now to fully appreciate it. But I'm gonna, I'm saying I think this is a moment that's going to get replayed over and over and over again when we talk about WrestleMania in the years coming. Is the moment that Triple H and Ronda are in the ring at the same time, and he's like, "You want to do this?" And then she starts beating the crap out of him. Yeah. And I was like, that to me, I think is going to be a watershed moment. I think it is. You're going to start seeing WWE dip their toes into that intergender pool. Little more and a little more because I think the idea that it used to be like, oh, we don't want to do it because it looks like it's abusive. Right. 
But now it's like, well, no, like you're building the women up to be just as important as the men. Maybe you we- have men of different weight classes and right. sizes wrestle each other. Are you saying that, you know, like Charlotte Flair couldn't beat Dean Ambrose? Like, why not? <laughs> and you so. also have Candice LeRae in the company now, who is, I think, probably the biggest intergender yeah, uh, absolutely. wrestler of all time. I mean, her and Joey Ryan, as that as the, the world's cutest tag team, right. like, that's that was their whole gimmick. Yeah. Right. So, hey, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, that match was also 100% uh, impressive. It was, was way better than I think than I thought it had any right to be, especially with three of those people. One of them being their first match right. in professional wrestling, and three the other three being all just part timers. Right. right, and one of them is Stephanie, who has barely done anything. Yes, um, I don't it, think she's been in the ring since the since the Brie Bella. Yeah, she stuff. hasn't. Uh, this match got a four point two five stars from Meltzer. Yeah, this match told us fucking story. It was really good. It was really really good. It was so entertaining, and I think I think. You know, to me, it's one of these things where I'm like, oh, Ronda's going to be super interesting now. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens with her moving down the so line. So I, I, I took a flyer on it, and I said, all right, I'm going to put this on my Mania moments. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All there right, Matt, go. clean it. All right, if you like the show, support the show. Go to patreon.com slash top five of death. You can support the show up, the, up to the $5 level. If you do, you get access to what's goofy. <clears throat> I don't know what is. I cannot clear my throat today. Oh, I just look, can't look do it. you taking over my uh, I know, gimmick, I, f- huh? I feel very terrible. <laughs> gimmick infringement. Uh, also, go to top5adeath.com where you can get links to our Facebook uh, and also our Instagram and our Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at top5adeath and Instagram, same address. Also, go to makefun.network where you can please join the network. That is the first and foremost thing I should be uh, saying to do. Go to makefun.network or just find us on Facebook. Join that group. Participate in the voting and all that type of stuff. And uh, also, Dennis, do you want to give us the Kickstarter address again? Yeah, it's uh, smacktalkshowdown.com. And you can find us on social media and Smack Talk Showdown uh, and without the O's on Twitter, Smack Talk, S-H-W-D-W-N. All right. So let's go to our community uh, where we have two entries. They're pretty longly written, but that's okay. They should be for this. So we have two entries. We were running the, the little giveaway contest. Uh, so it was, you know, your own top five WrestleMania moments. Let's go to uh, John Venrick uh, posted, I already have the game. Good on you. Uh, yeah, thanks, John. <laughs> but I wanted to make a list. Uh, I had a lengthier post typed out, but lost it before it was done. So the brief version follows. Uh, Sean Myers. Sean Myers. Sean Myers. <laughs> this is a real dark horse. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Sean Michaels retires Ric Flair. Uh, the real emotion of this moment uh, really puts it over for me. That is good. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, the, I'm sorry. I love you. It's so good. Uh, number four, Seamus beats Daniel Bryan in 18 seconds. This falls under the... Uh, this fails. No, this falls under so bad it's good category. Well, that was the ter- that was the moment that I think the fans finally got behind Daniel Bryan because that was so quick and he just got squashed. He got kissed by AJ Lee, <laughs> brogue kick to the face, and then uh, then all of a sudden it was like, okay, now the crowd's like, no, 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 we're gonna get behind him yeah. as the ultimate underdog. Right. Uh, number three, Daniel Bryan makes Batista tap uh, to end WrestleMania thirty. I mean, that's just a feel good moment right there. Uh, this capped. A masterfully told sto- underdog story. Uh, number two, Seth Rollins cashes in. Uh, this was uh, just fucking cool. Uh, and I guess this would be his number one? I think so. Uh, yeah, he didn't list it in a moment. But uh, HBK is defiant in the face of his career ending. Uh, what can I say, really say about this? My favorite wrestler as a kid was uh, was Beat, but he went down swinging uh, to cap an amazing second run slash career. Uh, I wanted to include something from Dean Ambrose, who is my current favorite wrestler. Well, that's too bad because he's... 
hurt as fuck. Uh, yeah. Even if I think he could benefit from a heel turn, uh, I agree. Uh, yes. But his best mini, his best moments have not been in me. No, he hasn't had a really good match at Mania yet. Uh, and then Nicholas Allen Slack uh, says, number five, Zack Ryder wins the IC championship. It was nice to finally see him get something, uh, even, if, even it, if it was just for a day. <laughs> even if even his reign just was still for a super day, short. guys. Uh, number four, Shawn Michaels retires Ric Flair. The absolute emotion and brilliance uh, in this entire match. Uh, ending on those final words, I'm sorry, I love you. It was a fantastic moment and only made uh, better by the moments after with Ric Flair laying in the ring, soaking up the crowd. Number three, Miss Elizabeth reuniting with Randy Savage. Elizabeth, I'm keeping the ribbon. <laughs> after an emotional retirement match, uh, Elizabeth uh, coming out to finally reunite with Macho Man was even more emotional. Actually, I, it wasn't a retirement match, but yeah, it was not. Uh, I wasn't old enough to witness this live, but going back uh, and watching it it still brings tears to my eyes. Drink your goddamn water. I have been. Number two, Austin passing out to the sharpshooter. Yep, we just just did the truth. The the true birth of a legend. Austin was already on the rise at this point, but this solidified his turn, uh, refusing to tap out and only losing once he couldn't uh, fight anymore. Not only a fantastic match, but a fantastic moment. Number one, Shawn Michaels' final match. HBK was my favorite number one. Uh, HBK was my favorite wrestler throughout my entire childhood. So to see him wrestle his final match against Undertaker in such a good match was one of the best moments uh, in wrestling fandom. Yeah, I mean that moment where where Undertaker tells Sean to stay down. Yeah, when he's crawling up trying to climb yeah, up, him. and he just goes, "Stay down." Yeah, and you're like, "Oh yeah, you can feel it." My heart. All right, so our number ones. Fro, what is your number one? My I have, number one. I, I have a feeling I just said it. Huh? Oh, go ahead. Um, I don't think he did. Okay, good. My number one moment from WrestleMania is from WrestleMania 15. Butterbean versus Bart the Gun. Oh, my God. The brawl for them all. <laughs> uh, what wow. should be said about this? Wow. So this is WWE attempting to cash in on the tough man fucking competitions, and they decided to run this boxing tournament. And, and the best part was is that the whole thing was really built to get Dr. Death Steve Williams yep. over, and then he lost. He lost. Uh, I, First It fight. may have been to Bart uh, Gunn. I believe it was to Bart Gunn. And it was fucking Bart Gunn, Billy Gunn's tag team partner from the Smoking Guns, who was not doing shit at the time. Nope. And he just he entered this thing, and my God... Was this the wildest fucking thing? Because they brought in Butterbean, who was legitimately one of the toughest guys on the planet at the time. Yep. And Butterbean rocks Bart Gunn so hard, I've ne- <laughs> I've never seen anybody's head rattle the way that Bart Gunn's does in this moment. Ooh, oh! <laughs> I mean, that punch, he was out, like... Flat out snoring. Oh, uh, and he taco nexts himself. He yeah. fucking his neck hits that bottom rope. And me and <sighs> me and some of my roommates have watched this moment over and over and over again because it is the silliest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for Bart Gunn because they fucked him up in that. Yeah. Like they set him up for failure yeah. because I don't think he does anything. Ugh. No, but he gets rocked hard. Oh my god, his head. His, he does the head movement that Will Smith does in the beginning of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when he's about to walk into the door. That's what his head movement is right there. Um, so this, to me, is one of my is, is my favorite moment ever in WrestleMania because it is the silliest shit that has ever happened 
in a wrestling ring. All right, fair. I don't disagree. Oh, my God. Can you just rewind it one more time? Because I do want to see it again. All right, one more time for Fro. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my number one um, almost got talked about, uh, but did not. Uh, my number one is... Was uh, it Sting versus Rest- uh, Undertaker at no, WrestleMania? No, it wasn't. I wonder why. <laughs> Jesus because Christ. Because it didn't exist? Thank you. Sorry, Fro. It was it was planned and it was it, gonna happen. It was it was talked about for a long time. Yeah, it would have happened if uh, Sting didn't get hurt. Guaranteed. <laughs> uh, anyway, so my number one moment is every second of Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Is that the first one? The first one. The that's first uh, one. that's my honorable mention. That is the best match I have ever seen. It's that is my favorite match of all unreal. time. Unreal. It's yeah. so good. Undertaker almost got fucking killed in uh, it. I was gonna say if I had to pick a moment, it'd be the moment when um, he did not get caught on that fucking. Top rope dive. Yeah, when the cameraman fucking failed. Oh my god. Sim Snooker. And he just fucking. Oh, he, yeah, he tried to reach out to grab him and yeah. he just was like, oh, 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 I didn't get there in time. Not even close. Um, didn't my, last with the company that much longer either. Nope. I wonder why. Hmm. Uh, my favorite moment from this match is actually from Jim Ross, who is calling it. And Shawn Michaels takes an, uh, uh, a tombstone and kicks out of it. And The Undertaker makes that classic, memeable face. And Jim Ross goes, By God! I'm having an out-of-body experience right now. <laughs> and I was like, that is a fucking true statement that yeah. everybody is fucking feeling. Oh, or oh, God, he just lands right on his head. So funny. He must be oh, so fucking my. mad. Oh, he's going to be furious. Uh, uh, but yeah, this match is unbelievable. That's uh, almost as bad as, and, and an honorable mention for me was the Brock Lesnar doing the shooting star press. Uh, against Kurt Angle. And, against Kurt Angle and not hitting it all the way. And you just thought like, I just watched a guy die in the ring, and then he gets up, and you're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so that was that was, but that's probably the second sickest bump I've ever seen at Mania. Right. Yeah. But this match, like, I this they weren't doing this at the time where they were fucking uh, capturing everybody's uh, faces in the crowd. Yeah. This is probably the match where you probably had the best reactions to almost everything. That's true for sure. Uh, yeah. This is a great pick, 100. percent Like I said, honorable mention for me. It is so good. I watched this at work one yeah, day. I because I, I had to. To me, this is like the Law and Order of wrestling. Because if I watch like one second of Law and Order, I have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> and it's oh, the yeah. same thing with this match. Where it's like if I watch a moment of this match, I'm like, I gotta watch the rest of it I now. Gotta right. Watch the whole thing. Uh, yeah. But it, it's it's my favorite match of all time. I. I was fucking screaming like I was out of my seat. Like we were just having, we, we all watch it at like a WrestleMania party, like we do all the time, and we were all fucking losing our mind. And it was just like a fucking. It's just like, not only like the match was great, but just like the memory of like that moment in time of like all of us just fucking losing our shit was just fucking. It was like this is why we like wrestling, and like it was just it was awesome. The whole thing's fucking totally badass. The build it was great too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's my number one, Dennis. All right, so my number one actually was discussed earlier. Uh, oh, no. Was it Butterbean? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, it was one of the, the ones that came uh, that, uh, on, people's on list? Fi- from Facebook, yeah, which is the the reuniting of Elizabeth oh. and the Macho Man at WrestleMania oh. 7. So just to clarify. That was a like, retirement match, it, though, wasn't it? It was. I, I said it wasn't a retirement match because he didn't actually retire. Oh, okay, I get you. That, sorry. I, that, and I literally was like, as soon as I was like, oh, well, when they get to me, I'm going to clarify that statement because <laughs> I'm going to sound like an asshole. It's like, actually, mm, but it was. It was, it was, it was Warrior versus uh, Macho King uh, for, uh, career, for his career. And he lost. And Sherry comes in and just starts 
going ape shit on Macho Man. She's just like, wow, how could you do this to me? And she starts beating him up. Yeah. And it's just so sad and so pathetic. And they had cut and they played it perfectly because I think it was uh I think it was Heenan right before the match. You they cut back to the announcers and he's like distracted off on the side and he's like playing it up and then he goes oh, he's such a hear, master. You could hear him right on mic and he goes, "Is that Elizabeth over there?" And then they cut, and it is indeed Elizabeth in the crowd. And Elizabeth, we hadn't seen her in a year. I think she was at, yeah, she was at six when they did the mixed tag match, which was Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. Sapphire, baby. And she was in their corner versus Sherry and the Macho King. And Sherry just beating down the the Macho Man just lost his career. Mm -hmm. He's like... At the end of the uh, at the end of this incredible match, he's just completely done, and Sherry just starts beating him up, and you see Liz jump the barricade, and the crowd just goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and she rips <laughs> Sherry off, and there's this moment where they're just looking at each other, and you're like, "I don't know how this moment's gonna go," <laughs> like because yeah, yeah, Macho yeah. Man is legitimately insane, and uh. Yeah, yeah. Is he going to be pissed? Is he going to be happy? Whatever. And then they just hit that big hug. And it is it is one of the most emotional. And and I say real moments because it felt real. But of course, right. what we didn't know is like two months after this, they like got divorced. <laughs> so like they were actually wow. at the end of their relationship uh, so funny. when this happened. Yikes. Which is funny because then they end up getting married at SummerSlam and they had just gotten divorced like two months. Oh, really? Before. Yeah. That's funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were like separated by the time they actually got married. Okay. So um, that whole marriage thing, they were legitimately done. Yeah. In real life. That's yes. crazy. In that's- real life. <laughs> in real life, they were basically at the end when they had the WrestleMania moment, which was the reuniting of the two of them. That- and then that went on that whole story, which was like them getting married and then Jake pulling uh, the best Macho Man back to the ring. And then, of course, the next year, Macho Man was in the co-main event uh, fighting Ric Flair. So, right. Uh, but yeah, that I mean, to me, like as a kid, that really got to me because I mean, who didn't love Miss Elizabeth when they were a kid? She was just completely different than any other manager right. that existed in the WWE. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Couldn't really talk, but she looked <laughs> real pretty. And there was that undeniable connection because, of course, I mean, legitimately, and I, I didn't know this till years later, like Macho Man was very possessive oh, of her. He, ha- oh, he, yeah. he actually hated Hogan for that, like. Her going to get him, yeah, which was storyline. But then he took it to fucking actually hard. Yeah, like he was bullshit went, at George the Animal real, Steel. Yep. Like, Anybody who looked looked at her wrong. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Don't look at my woman." <laughs> Don't even think about looking at her, brother. But uh, I'm shocked. That's the. But like, even d- despite all that stuff going on in their actual personal life, they sold that moment so well. I can't believe that. My mind is fucking blown by that. I'm like, I'm and, a Macho Man fucking Mark. I had yeah, no idea that was the yeah. case. Um, I have that. I have the WrestleMania Seven match tattooed on me. Yeah, it's Ultimate Warrior and fucking Macho Man. Macho Man, yeah. Uh, locking up yeah. blue and white. It's an oh, amazing yeah. moment, and it's probably yeah, it's probably my top Mania moment. Oh hell yeah! So, All right, well that uh, brings us to our top five. Uh, the winner will be uh, who won the game will be. Uh, I think it's. Sorry, John. Uh, you already have the game, so we're gonna give it to uh, Nicholas Allen Slack. Congrats, baby. Nicholas Allen Slack has a last name that is a popular work. 
program. I just keep thinking like I'm like, yeah, we communicate via Slack. Oh no, we'll, that's uh, his actual last name. Yo, Nikki baby, we'll reach but out congr- to you and get con- your uh, yeah. Congrats thing. to you, man. Hope you guys have uh, have fun with the game. It's uh, like I said, if you're a wrestling fan, you'll get some of the references, but you don't actually have to be a wrestling fan to have fun with the yeah. game. You just have to be willing to smack talk. Your well, friends. this kid, this guy sounds like he's a wrestling fan. If he picks Zack Ryder's icy fucking championship, yeah, as moment. number five. Hey, yeah. real quick, didn't people comment in the other uh, thread as well? What other thread? Uh, go, scroll up. Is this the? That's the one. In okay, never mind. Yeah, this is the. One. I thought there was more, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, we'll reach out to you and get your address and everything, and we'll ship some shit towards you. Uh, let me make sure. I just want to make sure. I can't even find it in. It's kind of hard to actually navigate this sometimes. It is sometimes. So let's just make sure. Uh, Dennis, tell us about your day. <laughs> My day has been so great. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to go back to. I literally just moved to Chicago couple weeks ago so now i'm trying Chicago. to wrap everything up over here because my poor girlfriend broke her leg oh which is super unfun yeah, oh okay we, there, okay, oh, we there were oh, sorry recanted uh, nicholas we got to go through these uh dave uh, rolled on we got a couple more we got a couple more Ooh, that would have been awful you two our, more comments our first uh blunder our first gi- uh giveaway we almost fucked it up um dave rolled on who also has a copy of the game um, do, 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 do. he said that blah blah blah. Oh, there's his top five right there. It says, "All right, I don't need a copy of the game, but my top five All right, so here we go. Uh, I don't know any wrestling things. This is from uh, Molly Copangi Capagni. Oh, Compagni. I think I got that right. Let me know if I got. <laughs> I think that she right. just commented. I don't think she did a top five. That's okay. I'm gonna read it anyway. Okay. I don't know any wrestling things. Uh, only stuff. Only the stuff that you guys have told on the show. Uh, but I cannot wait for this episode. The last one was hilarious, so this one will be even better. Uh, P.S. Uh, so they really did make a dirty version. <laughs> you yeah. guys should play that one. Uh, yeah, well, when we get a copy of the Kickstarter games, we will definitely play it. Hit see more. Uh, all right, I'll see more. Uh, also, uh, no. as I, I said, said before, before can't, can't wait. Can't wait. Dave, hold on. All right, I don't need a copy of the game, but my top five many moments because I like participating. It's uh, pretty match heavy because I like matches. Fair enough. Uh, so he's got uh, Hogan vs. Rock, WrestleMania 18. Uh, the Wrestler of My Childhood versus The Wrestler of My Teens. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, the crowd is absolutely incredible for this whole match, and it makes every moment that much better. Uh, nostalgia overload. Uh, Razor Ramon vs. HBK, WrestleMania 10. WrestleMania 10. <laughs> Scott Hall is my favorite wrestler of all time, <laughs> and this is probably his greatest match. It's also one of the best manias and ladder matches of all time. That is true. That is very true. Truth. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior, hey, WrestleMania 6. You, That's Matt. me. <laughs> uh, this was the first pay-per-view I ever saw. I had started watching wrestling about three months before, and I have watched it for nearly 30 years since, but no match will ever be bigger than this to me. Uh, even today, I can remember the motions of this match like it was happening in real time. I guess it's true what they say. You never forget your first. Hey. Oh. Uh, number two, Steve Austin versus Bret Hart. Hey. <laughs> uh, WrestleMania 13, great, uh, the greatest Mania match of all time. Excuse me. Greatest double turn of all time. Best match of each man's career, blah, blah. Uh, you have heard it all, and it's all still true. I watch this match at least once a year, and I'm still amazed. It's uh, as good as it is. It's uh, note perfect. Nice. Number one, the end of WrestleMania 20. Hey. Wow, nice. This is admittedly difficult to include, but no yep. moment in all of my time watching wrestling affected me so greatly. Eddie Guerrero is... Uh, top five all time in my book. Absolutely. And I'd been a fan of his for ages and a fan of a redacted. <laughs> oh, I get yeah, it. Yeah, redacted. And to see the two of them embrace as friends uh, and as champions was overwhelming. I'll I'll admit it. I cried. Was hey? I Pussy! cried. I cried for like five straight minutes. I'm getting misty typing it now. Pussy! Pussy! Uh, I can't. <laughs> 
be it can't be celebrated on TV or anything ever again. No, but it might not be a popular option, but that's okay. But as a fan, I won't ever forget it. It's my favorite when they when they reference the they're like. Only two guys have come in at the number one position I in the Royal it. Rumble. I hate it. And and it's Shawn Michaels. Yep. And then they never mention the second one. I'm I, like, it, it drives me nuts. It's like, just mention Shawn Michaels. Don't mention the other guy. Uh, Begs the question. Number five, WrestleMania 31. This is from Jordan Mayday. Maday. Maday, mate. Maday. I'm doing great. Uh, number five, <laughs> WrestleMania 31. No, I'm good. Seth Rollins cashing in at the Money in the Bank hey! finally gave me what I've yeah. always wanted since the creation of the briefcase uh, cash-in concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was the, that was like the best cash-in. I, I don't know how it's ever going to get better than that. I don't know. I want, I'm want. i I'm waiting for somebody to fail to cash in because they ran out of time. Yeah. Well, just, Carmella almost did. I know. She had two she more got, months. Yeah, but but still, like I, that's pretty close. Right. I thought like I'm like, is she ever gonna use it? Right. Uh number four. WrestleMania three. Maybe a nod to the classics, but wonderful in its own right. Controversial Absolutely. as he is, Hulk Hogan slamming Andre uh, was a thing of true Olympian mythology. I think that was the first I think that was like the first real big mania moment, and it was probably the fir- the biggest one of my my time. Because like that's when I was like super into professional wrestling as a kid. Right. Uh, I left it off because it's a, it's so cliche, but... Right. Uh, number three, WrestleMania 30. Call me a smark, but Daniel Bryan earned his win with all that with all the blood, sweat, and tears he could muster. The yep. capstone to a true legend. Yep. Uh, number two, WrestleMania 7. Uh, we can all admit Randy Savage is, a, uh, is an amazing as was his quote-unquote love for Miss Elizabeth. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the re- reunion of these former lovers in the ring. Her... Saving him uh, wrung true tears from the eyes of generations of fans. Macho Man. Pussies! Pussies! Uh, can't keep... <laughs> Macho Man can keep the ribbon! Hey! Oh, God. Uh, Miss Elizabeth, uh, and he kept our hearts. Aw. Uh, I miss him. Number one, WrestleMania 24. Five words. I'm sorry I love you. He later goes on to say, I just realized I said four words, uh, not five. What yeah. a dink. Oh, he uh, edited it. But, uh... Five words. I'm sorry. I love you. Kayfabe be damned. Uh, this is the emotional climax of wrestling for me. There will never be a more powerful moment than Shawn Michaels retiring. Uh, the Nature Boy Ric Flair flop. Thoroughly the cosmos, you prince of men. <laughs> prince of men. I, hey. I love that moment. Slightly ruined for me considering like five months later, Ric Flair was on TNA wrestling. Yeah, but, a, he fucked himself. Yeah, that was the worst. The, so yeah. he didn't mention that he has the game. He did not. So no, so have, he did not. I no. think we may have fucked up and have to give two away. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, we have the copies, so we're going to give away copies to both. Uh, you both win. <laughs> Jordan, oh. you get a copy, and, and you, you get, get a copy. copy. That's it. There's only two. Jordan Maday and Nicholas Slack. Slack. All right, so Jordan yep. Maday, Nicholas Slack, I'll reach out to you, uh, get your shipping information, uh, and uh, you just you just won yourself. To actually, top five of Jazz first ever giveaway oh, wow nice we've never done it before we'll probably start doing more stuff like that in the future i gave away my heart to who everyone all uh, the listeners okay what list did they write oh they just them praising me with that uh thread oh yeah well they the had an appreciation <laughs> thread once <laughs> and he like missed got all misty about it because he's a pussy uh all right well thank you so much for listening dennis thank you again thanks for having me guys uh, go uh what's the web address for the smacktalkshowdown.com Go to smacktalkshowdown.com. Get the game. Get the expansion. Get them both at the same time if you if you if you back it at the it's a nice package deal, which I think is a great great bargain. Uh, so do that. Also go to top5death.com. Also go to makefun.network. Do all the stuff. And as always, smell you later.